Hey, Julie Davis here from Agent Dynamics, and I have this absolutely amazing guest with me today. Welcome, Hannah Gill. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So we're heading to my hometown of Canberra um, this week, and many of you will have known Hannah because you've been around the traps for, you know, over 13 years now, and you've brought um, a lot of, ex um, of your experience um, to our industry through different events and I know that you've that you've written for Elite Agent and you've been involved in Transform program so you're, you're really out there sharing your wisdom with others which is really great and recently Hannah you launched um, your own business Property Collective and so you head up the property management um, side of that and um, when did that launch? Um, about a year ago, a year yeah, well, and a You just ago. had your anniversary. Yeah, time flies. It absolutely does. And I, I guess probably a, a, just a major achievement is that um, that you were recognised as the REIA, Australia-wide Operational um, Leader of the Year in 2020. Yeah, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. And ACT Telstra uh, Businesswoman of the Year in um, medium to large business in 2020. That was a big year for you. Yeah, it was a really exciting year. I mean, both both um, both awards, I was very, very humble and very thrilled to, to receive. It was off the back of a few big years in, in work, so it was really nice to have that recognition. Yeah, and absolutely well-deserved, right? So, it's, you know, in, in, in the award states, it's not that, you know, it's very competitive space, particularly when you're talking about Telstra Businesswoman of the Year, that's massive. So thank you so much for um, spending some time with us today and sharing a little bit of, um, of your wisdom and your journey. So I guess probably, you know, we've, we, we normally sort of get off track, but um, I, what I normally like to ask and what people are always really interested in, what did you do prior to property management and what brought you into the industry, Hannah? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I was um, I was early 20s when I started in property management. Um, and at the time, I had been working a number of different jobs. So I'd been working in hospitality and retail and some office work. And um, it was around Christmas time and I really needed a job. And I, at the time, we looked at the paper. Uh, so I was looking at the paper and I'm a very visual person. So I saw a logo that I liked and it was for an agency in Canberra. And I thought, Oh, property management. I don't, I don't know what that is, but that sounds that's like something crack, yeah. I could do. And um, that's how I got into the industry. Right. I just was looking for something different. And do you, did you have any expectations? Did you have any idea of what property management was going to be like? To be honest, not really. Um, and I think, I think it's really interesting, even in that 13 years, how much the industry has evolved. I mean, when the, my first week in property management was remarkably different, I would expect to anyone's first week now in the industry. Um, but I think I think at the time I was probably a bit shell shocked. Um, but I, I, I kind of didn't know what I got myself into. Um, but I think that challenge, in a way, was almost necessary because it kind of got me out of this funk of kind of floating about and not having real direction in my life. So yeah, it was probably the right time for that. Yeah. So when at what point did you decide that you were a a, a career property manager? Um, well, that's probably something I wish I'd known earlier when I started. Um, so when I started the industry, it was very much I needed a job, needed to pay the bills. Um, and I think probably a couple of years in, 
Yeah, probably about two years in, I kind of thought, gosh, there's so much opportunity in this industry and there's so many amazing people to learn from and to grow with and collaborate with. And I just really started to get interested in how can I give back? Like I was still very junior, very much so in my property management role, but I was in my office, I was like, how can I give back? Uh, when I talked to clients or tenants or owners, I'd be like, "What? how can I add value? And I just started to shift my mindset. Um, and that very quickly meant other opportunities opened up. Um, but I kind of wish I knew that sooner because I wasted probably two or three years just kind of fluffing about doing a job. Yeah. So if you were to give any advice to someone who is just like they're hanging out doing a job and that they're really thinking, I really want to have more out of their career. Obviously, it's a mind shift. Yeah. But what would your advice be to them? Number one, I'm assuming they're going to be in an environment where they're happy, they want to stay. <laughs> and they want to look at, well, how, how can I actually develop this and how can I... How can I step it up? What what would be the, 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 the from your experience? It's a really good question. I think I think there's probably a few elements to that. I think as a professional in any industry, but particularly the property industry, consistency is key. So the way we carry ourselves, the way we behave professionally, whether it's in person, whether it's on social media, whether it's Friday night at the pub, we really looking at who you are as a person and going, I can I'm my own brand. And everything I do as a person, whether it's in, in work hours or out of work hours, reflects who I what I stand for and who I want to be. Um, and so I think when you're starting out, if, if you're making the decision to really make a career, um, being really conscious of that, that who you are in the workplace and who you are out of the workplace should align for starters. Yes. Um, and secondly, consistent performance, um, consistent contribution to the team that you work in. Um, delivering for your clients and looking for opportunities because in, in our industry they're everywhere and if you don't you don't look um, you'll miss them so I think being really conscious of and aware of and open to those opportunities yes and I think that as a as an industry the real estate industry I think that it would be great to see a more of a career path a more of a um, I guess a, a career option for those coming out of school or university could think that they can really make a career rather of being a in-between job or um, it just happened to be a job there. So I think that's something that is really key in our industry to attract really good, really good people. Wouldn't agree more. Because sadly we have, particularly in property management, and I was just discussing this yesterday, is our turnover in the real estate industry is second only to hospitality. And it's not really something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, I think when people enter the industry, it's really important for them to do their due diligence um, and to see. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you've seen, even looking from the outside, there are some companies that have got a great culture to attract people. There's also some co companies that look great on the outside but have a, a terrible problem culturally inside where mm -hmm. they've got a, a rather high turnover of, of team. What um, if if somebody was looking either looking to, to to shift potentially in in a career they're not they're not they haven't found their their happy home or they're thinking about coming in what do you think or what would be your advice of the key things that they would need to look at in terms of their homework due diligence before embarking on that that career move or that entry into the industry? 
Yeah, really good question. I think I think I'd encourage people who are looking to get into the industry or or even changing businesses they work in just to be really thorough and very clear in what they're trying to achieve. I, I love the quote, the grass is green where you water it. And I think there's a real tendency in our industry for people to jump around because there's always something better. There's something better at the next place, whether it's money or cultural incentives. But I think having a really clear understanding of what you're trying to achieve and why you're trying to achieve it and then understanding, am I moving because there's a shiny new opportunity that might not stack up? As you said, you get in there and the culture's terrible or there's no systems yeah. or processes. Or am I moving because it's genuinely the right move at this point in my career? And I think the best way to do that is obviously ask lots of people, talk to people within the team, not just the person recruiting you, but say, can I reach out to, to some of your property managers? Can I reach out to the people who are on the tools at the coalface and just get yeah. their feedback? And I think that's really telling because if a property manager is happy in a workplace, that's probably a pretty good workplace because so many are not. Yeah, and that brings me to my next question because you've got um, you've got your team and built your team and you're very long-standing and successful in the industry. As a leader, what do you feel? So this is for leaders that might be listening to this that have got property management business and thinking, how can I lead better? What uh, do you think are the fundamentals, say maybe the, the top three things that um, that that they need to do for their team? That's a big question. I mean, I think I think leadership probably comes back to a comment, a point I already made earlier, and it's about consistency. I think as leaders, if we can be consistent to our people, we're already you know, so far ahead of the game. And by being consistent, I mean doing the little things right all the time. So when you walk in the morning saying hello to everyone, when you leave in the afternoon saying goodbye to everyone, you know, honouring your one-on-one -on -one meetings, really being present when you are in a meeting with a team member, not looking at your phone and looking, you know, at your emails, just um, genuinely being consistent and being available and present to them. I think that's massive um, because, you know, as leaders, we all know we're juggling a thousand different things. Um, but to that person, if we give them our full attention, the respect and the trust that that builds over time is invaluable. Um, and I think as leaders, so often, and particularly in, in an industry that's predominantly or has traditionally been male dominated, I think there's real value in being authentic and being vulnerable as a leader. Yeah, I would agree. I think, yeah, I think so often we get taught that, you know, we look at a stereotypical male kind of leadership role and it's very sort of unflappable and strong and um, I just think there's real merit particularly with the generations coming through in the workplace that we're not afraid to be vulnerable and to be open with people and um, I think I think that's really important I think that's what our people are looking for as well they don't want to think that we're robots and we don't have emotion and nothing ever bothers us I think that really helps build um, loyalty and trust. Yeah, which is important. And I guess, Hannah, as well, because um, you had Gill & Hooper um, as a consultancy business where mm -hmm. you used to also, like, work with a lot of people in the property management um, businesses, as well as you're the president of the Real Estate Institute of the ACT. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Gill & Hooper is something that Grace and I are really passionate about. Um, COVID kind of put a lot of the plans on hold because the core of what we offered to the industry was small group study tours. Um, we're really excited to ramp that back up in 2022. And the reason is I think there's so much value in small group learning and to deep dive and immerse yourself with a small group of like-minded um, business people. 
Um, and we found that. I found that not only as the host of those events, but also as much as, you know, being a participant myself, just the real kind of nuggets of gold that you get and the quick wins. And I think when, when you're in business, it can feel quite lonely sometimes. And to provide a safe space where people can truly collaborate and share was hugely rewarding. Um, so I'm really pleased to kick that back off. Um, and I think with the Real Estate Institute in Canberra, there's so much change happening, happening from a legislative viewpoint. Um, and I think in a property management space, we need to be advocating for the right change. There's a huge issue around affordability and supply here, something I'm really passionate about. Um, and so I just really want to essentially try to make a difference to make our industry better, to make our community better. Uh, and that platform enables me to play a very small part in that. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, you did it with a street MBA, wasn't it? it was cool. Yeah, with a lead agent. Yeah, with a lead agent. Um, it's the it's the alliances that you make and the relationships and the bonds and friendships and, and mentoring that come out of that group as well. Yeah, definitely. And it was really interesting right through COVID. Lots of people from those groups and different tours were connecting and collaborating and checking in with each other. Um, and that was really nice. That was that was really rewarding and really helpful for me as well. I was able to call people from right across Australia and be like, what do you think of this? Or how, how are you finding this? Which was really powerful. Yeah, that, that's really good. And so I think a common thread that runs, um, particularly in our industry of, of people that are successful, is that they, they have reached out, they have got that mentoring and coaching and, and have had people that, you know, I guess shine the light and that you learn from and in, in place you're doing that now to other people as well, which is um, really important. What, what do you think, um, Hannah, some of the, the, the most valuable lessons that you've learned in your 13 years? Gosh, in property management every day is a lesson. There's always things to learn. Um, I think probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned both as a property manager and a BD, but also as a leader, is that there's no problem that can't be solved. And I think at times, you know, when you're right in the thick of it, it can be very overwhelming um, and really stressful to think, gosh, how do we get out of this? Like people make mistakes, we're dealing with scale and inevitably things go wrong. And certainly in my career, I've made some doozies over the years. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I just think um, knowing that there is always a solution and then, and you know, getting getting a few people together and problem solving together, a problem half is problem shared. A problem shared is problem half. Yeah. And I think um, I think that's really valuable. Mm. That's probably a lesson that I learned through real estate, but I've been able to apply in all parts of my life. Um, and I think also, um, I think continuing to learn has been really powerful. I, I was not a very good school student as such, but. This industry has given me no shortage of opportunity to continue to learn and grow and challenge myself. And um, I think that's really important because it keeps us you know, growing as people. It's amazing what, what that you want to learn when it's something that you're passionate about and that you're really yeah. committed to. Yeah, agreed. If we look at people entering um, our industry mm -hmm. and they, they have many choices of whether mm -hmm. it might be um, sales, property management, administration, there's lots and lots of choices. There, what would be, do you think, the, the most important qualities for somebody who is considering a property management career, the, the, the qualities, but I guess the, um, the character of the person that, that's important, that is going to sustain them and help them within that, um, in that role? 
I mean, we're like the masters of all trades in, in property management, right? And in the industry, we're juggling so many different things. Um, we need to be organised. We need to be, you know, good communicators. We need to be able to write a good email and diffuse a you know, difficult conversation and negotiate. So there's so many skills that we actually have to carry um, to be good at what we do and to be good operators. But I think if I had to pick one strength, I think, and I think this is very much coming to the forefront of our industry as well, but I think it's been authentic. Um, I think people people want to work with people that they like and they trust. And the only way to be truly trusted and truly liked is to be your true self. Because I think if you're not or if you're trying to emulate someone else or, you know, you, you might admire a certain agent or a certain practitioner and go, I want to be like that, that person, that's fine as long as you do it authentically. That's right. You look at the qualities uh, that they have and how could you make them yours, right? Yeah. In yeah. being unique as, as you are. Yeah, so the other thing that, that we find in the real estate industry can be really stressful. And we have a lot of people that one of the biggest challenges that they, they face is they cannot disconnect, right? So they take everything home in their head and that um, they, they end up getting into a, a very stressful situation with the inability to actually um, shut down. What would be your advice there or tell us what you do in terms of being able to to have that disconnect look i still haven't mastered that sometimes you know it's the stress and the workload the pressure does get the better of me as well but i think it's coming back to remind doing the job for the right reasons so that real alignment and and your why is very clear and then i think having some strategies in place to help you manage um, and, and it's best to practice and implement those strategies before you're stressed because then they're natural and they're second nature when the stress rises. So I think for me, um, that's my to-do list at the end of every day. So I can get it out of my head and be done with the day. Um, if something does pop into my mind at night, it's just jotting it down in my phone. So again, it's out of my head. I'm not, yeah. you know. And if I need to, when I get home, get the get the kids to bed, it's spending an hour or two on email so I can clear the deck so I know that tomorrow I can just start the day focused. Um, I try I try obviously not to do that because I really try to have that balance. But um, as a business, I know that's inevitable at times and you have to do you know what you need to do to get the job done. Um, and I also am a big believer in um, meditation. I think that's really important. Yeah. Even if it's for 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Have that ability. You know, it's, it's been really lovely having um, and living with my granddaughter who is, she's three. And at three and you would know this yourself, at, at that age, have just the most incredible imagination. So I always spend part of my day playing and pretending and just getting really immersed in, you know, in her imagination and putting myself into the game with her. And it's really just made me, I guess, a more playful person, but it's it's taken me back in terms of, of bringing out a little bit of creativity as well, which has been, it's been really great actually. And you need that space, don't you? You need that space away from technology or noise or, or yeah. work to find that creative space. Yeah. yeah. I find, yeah, I find when you're, you're churning through the workload, it's really hard to get into a space of creativity, but that that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I know it's really great. And I probably didn't do that enough with my kids when I'm, so now I'm like really appreciating it. With, with my granddaughter that nanny come and play with me let's play pretend and you you be the baby or whatever <laughs> or the dinosaur whatever um yeah, it's dinosaurs. been it's been a lot it's been a lot of fun 
Um, so my last question I always ask on, on uh, every interview, well, almost mm -hmm. anyway, um, Hannah Gill, tell us something that most people wouldn't know about you. Oh, I, I really struggle to answer that because I'm kind of an open book. Um, I guess I guess something that most people don't know about me, which is kind of a bit random, is before all those jobs I just described to you, when I actually finished school, I, um, I applied to uni and then realised I wasn't interested in four more years of study. And so I went up to Broome and I worked on a pearl boat for a year as a deckhand. Oh, wow. So that was kind of my, uh, my first real job after finishing school and um, super random in the middle of nowhere. But I think um, the reason I share that is because it really taught me a lot. I mean, it taught me resilience. It taught me hard work. We were up at four o'clock every day. We finished okay. at four o'clock every hour. Uh, it taught me resilience and it taught me to be independent because I've gone from being this like, kid at school to being across the other side of the country with no land in yeah. sight for a month. Um, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. So mm. that's probably something that people don't know about me. My background is being a deckhand. Wow. And so what were you going to study at? What were you oh, contemplating I mean, studying at university? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Have I lost you? Back. Sorry. That's all right. What were you contemplating doing at university? I was going to be a teacher. Okay. So, well, like we're that. very glad, Hannah Gill, that our industry got you because you add so much value. You are such an incredible mentor um, to so many in terms of levels of professionalism and what you bring to the table. Also, for someone um, so young to have developed um, a business, and uh, I guess it's about like really anything that you want to do and that you're prepared to work hard for, you can make happen. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, especially in this industry. The opportunity is endless, and if you want it enough, you can make it happen. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Hannah. It's just been an absolute pleasure um, hanging out with you for a while today, and thank you for everything that you bring um, to our industry. Well, right back at you, and thank you for having me on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you.